0: Last Friday afternoon, I had back-to-back coaching sessions, and I was intrigued by the fact that each young woman on those respective calls was expressing the same specific desire. They wanted to be a part of a friendship group. The request was simple. What are some strategies I can use to find and create a friend group? So before I jumped into sharing my three go-to strategies for creating friendship groups, I asked them, why is this important to you? And their answers varied. After those sessions, I immediately took to Instagram and I polled my IG friends with this question. Do you prefer one-off friends or would you rather be a part of a consistent friend group? And by the way, if you want to participate in these weekly polls, you should be following along with me on Instagram at Danielle Byer Jackson and come give me all your opinions. And after reading the responses, I thought back to a DM that I received from a woman a few weeks earlier She sent me a screenshot from a new show that centers on a big female friend group. And she wrote, can you please talk about this? I want to be a part of a friend group like this one, but it's just not realistic, right? Are people really walking around with a group of friends? So today we're going to talk about it, specifically friend groups of three versus friend pairs. And I'm going to share in this episode three things. One, what new research reveals about which friend group dynamic is most common. I think you might be surprised. Two, why we group the way that we do. And three, tips for how to make the most of each friend group dynamic, whether you have more one-off friends or if you're rocking a whole crew. So if this is the message that you've been needing right now, then stay tuned because we're about to get into it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, we got you. I'm Danielle Byer-Jackson, a certified friendship coach, and I am here to help you through it. Whenever you think of a female trio, you can't help but think of some pretty inspiring women. I mean, Charlie's Angels, Destiny's Child, uh, Cheetah Girls, Powerpuff Girls. (laughs) Okay, listen, we have a, a range of ages among our listeners, so hopefully one of those examples resonates with your generation, okay? In fact, how about you DM me with your favorite girl trio, because... Clearly, I'm slipping. Okay. so however special friendship groups of three, they do come with their own set of challenges. Recently on a podcast interview, I was asked, do you think it's possible to have long term friendships in a group of three? My short answer was yes, women do it every day, but there are certainly things that have to be in place for it to work. Now, before I tell you what these things are, let's look at what new research has to say about which friend group dynamic is most common. Is it a pair, a trio, a group of four? Here's the answer. Let me share what Sebastian Aucklandberg, PhD, recently um, wrote in a recent uh, edition of Psychology Today. It's titled The Power of Two, and it says this. A recent study investigated what size social group people actually seek out and favor. Researchers asked more than 4,000 people from the U.S. and the Netherlands to report their preferred size for a social group for a wide variety of activities, for eight different activities, like going to a bar, chatting at work, chatting after work, having dinner. People reported a group size of two more. okay, people reported a group size of two more often than they reported larger groups. And for about half of these activities, get this, women chose a group size of two significantly more than men did. The team also asked 274 volunteers to report seven times a day on the last social situation that they experienced. The results were clear. The most common reported group size was two. That was 52.6 Percent of respondents okay so when they're asking people in terms of the social setting that you typically hang out with like what's your reality not just your desire what's your reality 52.6 percent are hanging out in pairs okay followed by groups of three with 18 percent of people groups of four for nine percent of people groups of five for four percent of people and kind of like so on and so forth so Why do people prefer spending time with one other person rather than many? Here are four reasons they offer for why people tend to prefer pairs or couples instead of big groups. The first reason is because it allows for more reciprocity. So think about it. When we're talking in our exchanges, I say something, you say something. I give, you give. And it's kind of easier to have a more balanced interaction. Right. The second reason we tend to prefer pairs is because it's simply easier to coordinate. So like logistically, if I want to do something and I've got to arrange it with just one other person, it's easier to kind of make that happen as opposed to trying to facilitate something among like a group of eight people. So that's why pairs tend to be more common. The third reason is because it tends to prevent social exclusion, which would be one of the disadvantages we'll talk about in a moment with a triad or, you know, a a trio. So you have a group of three friends. At some point, somebody's going to feel left out for some reason. Well, that's not probably going to happen in a friendship pair. And then finally, um, according to this article, it says, Two is generally the target number for romance, whether finding a new partner or just spending time together as a couple. And so I offer that to you for those of us who are like, oh, everybody has a friendship group and I don't. Well, actually, half of us are often hanging out in pairs. And for women, more so than men, we prefer it. I'm going to just let you sit with that. And I want you to think about your current situation, your reality, your desires, and Do they align with what's the norm? Okay, there's no wronger, right? But sometimes it helps to have perspective, doesn't it? So take from that what you will. Now let's switch gears for a second. For those of you who do have a three-way friend group, I want to share a few ways that you can keep it thriving because for some of the reasons we just listed, it can get complicated. So the advantages of a three-person friend group, I mean, are plentiful, you know, like you have twice the love, twice the support and, you know, thinking practically if one person is not available to hang out, then you always have another person you can call in the group. And um, if there's ever a disagreement between two people in the group, there's always somebody who can kind of like keep the peace and be like a helpful go-between. So there's that as well, you know, there's something really powerful about a tight trio, but... For the downsides of three-way friendships, here's some advice to keep it strong. One, a common mistake, or excuse me, a common remark that I often get on my TikTok videos, and I'm digressing again, if you're not watching them, what girl, what are you doing? Okay, I'm working hard over there to answer your friendship questions and we have a good time in the comments. So if you're not following me on TikTok at the friendship expert, get on over there. Okay. One question that I see a lot in the comments is what advice do you have for friend groups of three and honestly I'm a little embarrassed that we have not yet covered this but but here I am okay better late than never all right um and the the reason they ask is because they're saying I always feel like I'm getting left out in my friend group of three so let's start there I want to say this loud and clear and I'm saying it because I love you friendships are fluid which means that yes it's possible that two are a little closer in this season than the other people are so person a and person b might be close in the season because they're both going through a breakup or they're new moms or they've adopted the same interest or they discover that they're on the same wavelength about a particular topic and it just continues to gather momentum that's okay and they shouldn't have to apologize for that if person c feels left out of that connection things have a way of coming back around though and that should be the expectation for a friend group of three. Maybe person A and person B are kind of close in this season, but person C and person A get close. That's just kind of how it moves, right? And so again, we say that might be one disadvantage is somebody inevitably feeling left out, which can then make you feel like, oh my gosh, am I not special enough? Am I not worthy enough? Am I not interesting enough? So I understand what comes with that, but it is a reality of a group of three, You know, to expect that there's going to be an ongoing three-way equal reciprocity at all times is not realistic. Now, of course, if there are these like intentional plots to leave you out or things like that, and they're conspiring, sure, that's something else entirely. But there are many times when that's that's really not the case. Okay? The second issue that I've sometimes observed with groups of three is that little prick of jealousy when two hang out without the other, no matter how innocent. But remember this, it's typically not intentional. And if anything, it can be a reminder of how important it is to have a range of friends. If you find yourself feeling lost when your friend group is not available, or you see on Instagram that two of them went and got coffee, you know, I understand like the natural response of how could they go without me? How did that happen? Was this intentional? Am I not as interesting? Are they leaving me out? What does this mean? but let it serve as a reminder of how much you should be nurturing other connections in your life too. You might also consider, you know, making sure that especially in a trio, this is important that you distribute time evenly. So hanging out with a group is super fun and, you know, is very richly layered. It has texture, but you also should be spending one-on-one time with each other to keep your individual uh, friendship strong as well. It's healthy. And finally, there's the issue of sometimes feeling stuck in the middle when two people in the group are at odds with each other. This happens a lot. There's only one solution for this, in my opinion, if you want to keep both friendships strong, and that is to tell them that you are not going to get in the middle of it to stay neutral. And if you do share something with one, be prepared for it to possibly be shared with the other, okay? Because then that can be perceived as the other by, you know, as Disloyalty. So let's say that, you know, one of your friends is kind of like venting about the other and she's like, I can't believe her. If you are going to offer commentary, you know, maybe you console her with something like, Listen, I know that sometimes she overreacts, but I think it's because she loves us so much and she really cares about our opinion. So that's why she's so sensitive with criticism from us. She just, she loves us. Maybe you should talk to her about it. Okay. Your commentary should work to mend the fight. And bring each girl together to keep the whole collective strong. Not to divide or play the go-between. Okay? Now, if you're listening right now and you're thinking, man, I know that there are sometimes downsides to having a group, but it's still a desire I have for my life. I like the idea of of community. I get it. I think it's natural, even. I have three go-to strategies for finding a group. If that's what you really want for finding and creating a group, there are three... ways that I can tell you that that really work. Um, if you've ever had a one-on-one coaching session with me and you express this desire, I've shared those strategies with you. You've put them to work and most of you have been successful and I'm super proud of you. But if you haven't been with me one-on-one, I want you to know that this is an area that we actually cover in our brand new Friendship Elevated program. It's a six-week program with Multiple modules every week, a new lesson drops, and you get to spend time with me every other week. We get to like talk it through, okay, and this new signature program. So it's called Friendship Elevated, and in the program, we explore the five-phase friendship framework that just launched today. And so I'm dropping a bonus podcast episode with all the details, but for now, if you are looking to be intentional about creating friend groups, I hope to see you at betterfemalefriendships.com slash membership. Because you know that I am here for you always on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships.